you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 196 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/shek. Yes, mimicking the New York Jets chant, Fireman Ed and all the rest. Jets fans went home sad on uh, on Sunday after watching the Steelers, the previously winless Steelers, go in there and hold those Jets to just two field goals. Steelers, a long way to go. I think some delusional Steelers fans, in fact, fancy this win as the launching point for a division crown run. I don't know about that. I don't know about Falcons fans thinking that way. Redskins fans really have to feel very sad. I was talking to the guy, the host of Around the League on NFL Network, Andrew Siciliano. He made an interesting point. I said, because we were talking about, man, the Giants at 0-6 are still realistically in it. He said, what about if the Redskins had beaten the Cowboys on Sunday night? They'd be right there. They'd be two and three with a road win in Dallas, two and three, and one uh, you know one game back behind those Eagles. They'd be realistically in the mix starting right now. It wouldn't take a bunch of dominoes to fall for them to get back into it. Anyway, let's look back now at Week Six. Maybe we'll even look ahead to Week Seven and the remainder of the NFL slate here with our main man from NFL.com and also from NFL Fantasy Live. You see him on the TV pretty much. Anytime that uh, that fine program's on, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. It's so fun to have your team. And for those of you who have not heard by now, the end of fan fan free agency, I chose the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. who, of course, played on that Thursday night game. I forgot how much fun it is to have a primetime game with your team where you have the the football to yourself. But then the anxiety-free Sunday, knowing that your team has already won. 
That is a nice cool. sense. Yeah, it's that is a, to know. Yeah, it's a, right to be. You're basically leading the Masters, and you're yeah, in the clubhouse. Exactly. Oh, they got They still got to. They got to make three more birdies. Everybody out on the course has a long way to go before they catch me. I will say the Bears. It's interesting you brought them up. That I feel like that team is potentially in a bit of trouble here. First of all, look at who they've beaten. They're not great teams that they've knocked off so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Bengals, but they hadn't. I feel like they're now just now coming around a little bit. But it's not as though they've knocked off great teams, including the Giants and the you know until like I say, uh, uh, you know uh, Sunday the Steelers also were a winless team. And more disconcerting is they don't have Henry Melton. If you don't know Henry Melton, he was a Pro Bowl in interior defensive lineman who was really the anchor of stopping the run. He's gone. Then the guys backing him up are now all gone. Now DJ Williams may be gone for the entire season. They this is the way the I know everybody has injuries and you could play this game across the NFL. But the Bears have taken some massive injuries over the last 2 years and now this would be year 3 where they get off to this great start and then they fall back because of the injuries. I have my uh, I have my antenna up. I'm fearful that this might be the case with your Bears. I'm sorry to tell you. Come on, Dave. Let me enjoy it. I want you to enjoy Can it. Can I Mike. not just have it? Who cares? Why don't you enjoy this? You're now now you're hoity toity with the, with your fast friends. I saw on the Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can follow Rank at Adam Rank. I saw that you got hit up by one at Cut on a Dime, aka Shady McCoy of the Philadelphia Eagles. What was, oh, yeah. what was How he kibitzing with you about? How cool is that? Uh, it was cool, but what's he have I've, to say to you? You know, I've got one of these smartphones, and it always rings in if somebody uh, who's verified tweets at you. So it's even if you're weird. not, well, I didn't know that. Could no, happen. it's cool. And so it's like LeSean McCoy tweeted. You're like, what? And I went to go investigate, and it turns out he had seen our ranking segment either on the show or online somewhere, and he was very appreciative. NFL Fantasy Live. Yeah, NFL Fantasy Live or on NFL.com, one of the two. And he saw that I had him as my number one running back, which I've kind of had him there. Oh, it had to be recent because Adrian Peterson, of course, you have to put him number one or else Michael Fabiano will try to have you fired. Um so I had him at number one one, one particular week, and he was very uh, appreciative of it. And then uh, we just, you know, now I consider us close friends. Well, good for you. I'm sure you. I'm sure he feels the same way. And it's rare <laughs> because generally, when he tweets at somebody, it is uh, it is done so He's angry. with malice. Yes. yes, he went at no Sean Moreno. Right. He went at which which one of the Giants was he kibitzing with? Was it OC last year? Yeah, it was. I think it was OC. Or was it Tuck? I can't remember it who was it was. OC, yes. Yeah, so that OC was nasty. Rank, look at uh, look at uh, cut on a dime and See? and rank though. I've said it he before. Likes- I'll say it again. I don't know where he ranks in terms of overall talent. Shady McCoy is my very favorite running back to watch, and he is my favorite running back to watch over the last probably 10 or 15 years. I love that shifty stuff he does. Yeah. I know Adrian Peterson, all that running over people. That's good, but he's not. But And same thing for Marshawn Lynch. But, uh, but boy, the, the wiggle, as they say. I don't think Shady McCoy could be half the running backs in the NFL in a foot race, but he's my favorite one to watch because of the juke he got. He is fast. I don't think he is. He is actually fast, but he's not He's not top speed. He's not what like do you Chris know? Johnson. By the he's way, fast. Black Tie, are you really eating your lunch right now? I am not eating my lunch. Why would you say that? Because I see you chewing. Don't jive me. I I will stand up and investigate. Are you eating during the show? You couldn't set the food aside for a couple of minutes while we discuss? I got the coach's show going. Point is, Shady McCoy, he is pretty fast, but he's not top speed. How's his body language when he's running? 
Hey, man, it's like as Damsik <laughs> said, that that move, he must be a great dancer. To be able to move like he does? That's an interesting he must question. Be an awesome dancer. You should ask him that, Rank. Next I time will. you guys uh, correspond, ask him if he's a great dancer because uh, Black Tie's been keeping his eyes on him. Then yeah. he'll never contact you again once he hears that. Uh, yeah. Wait, who's this Black Tie? Why is he watching me and yeah. wondering how I dance? Our body language correspondent says you're probably a heck of a dancer. Yes, it's been suggested by more than one listener that you start doing that, uh, Black Tie. Maybe we really do need to carve out a segment, especially for body language correspondence. You know, like you need to you need to weigh in and tell us the likes, the dislikes that you caught. The types. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. What? Now you're encroaching. Like, dislike, I think that's oh, a very you're right. specific. I'm sorry, you're right. Oh, can I just, can I do a pick six? And... <laughs> yes. Ranks. Six things I hate about. Ranks fine pieces there. All right, so listen, it was a good week of uh, an an entertaining and um, clarifying week in some ways. Like I say, the Redskins could have jumped back into the things, but I know they're only a couple games back, but I feel like this comes down to who wins. Uh, maybe we'll be. I'll be singing a different song in a month from now. But I feel like this is a great game coming up in Week Seven. The Cowboys and the Eagles. The final score. This is one of those games that should be eighty-nine to eighty-four, something crazy like that, because mm-hmm. neither one has much of a defense, and both have have uh, terrific offenses. Although I don't know what Demarco Murray's status is going to be. Like I said, what did I say a fort over a fortnight ago in front of these last two Eagles games? I said you watch the Eagles if they're if if they're decent at all, they'll win their next five and they'll go along. That'll go a long way towards securing the division. They have a chance to do it if they beat these Cowboys. Now they will win five straight games. Just building a heads on up, these Demarcus Ware is out three to four weeks with a quad I saw injury. That. Yeah, that's no good. Um, all right, what else from the uh, from the weekend that was? Well, let me say this before too much football. I watched Walking Dead, which returned the uh, you know the AMC show, and I had my. I, I said this before. By the end of the last season, I didn't know how into it was I any, I am anymore. Now. I'm completely off now. It was just a bunch of more zombies and the same people in the prison behind gates. And, hey, guess what? The zombies are still trying to get them. Eh, yawn is what I say to that. <laughs> and say, you know what it is? It's it's held up against now. Since the end of Breaking Bad, I did some really good work, some really, really strong TV watching. I have to pat myself on the back. <laughs> what Shady McCoy does for running backs I do for TV watching, and I really did some strong, some Hall of Fame-worthy work catching all the way up on Game of Thrones, catching all the way up on Breaking Bad through the finale. And now, when I hold up this show compared to those two, it has no chance. So Breaking Bad I might be done with. I don't know. I'll give it one more chance, but pretty snoozy. Oh, I didn't know what that was about. Yes, yeah, I just thought you randomly decided to start uh, playing a song there. Yes, I, my best friend is my TV. So, my, I thought he, so what? I thought he dropped his uh, his lunch and accidentally hit a button. <laughs> Oops, sorry, fellas. A Funyun hit the hit the hit the go key there. Um, also, you know, what was another thing that was weird. Speaking of TV related kind of things from uh, from the weekend. On Sunday, why did CBS put Bill Cower, longtime Steelers coach, in the booth for a Steelers game against the Jets? If you're a Jets fan, that had to be nauseating. Why would you want to yeah. sit and listen to this guy? Room, obviously. What do you think? He's not a human being. He doesn't. He doesn't have some ties to the team. He's not linked into them. Which gate? Who do you think he wanted to 
win. I thought that was a big no-no. I was wear it on my guy? sleeve. I'm not going to hide who I root for. But to put him in the booth, fans might have to be in an uproar in New York. Was he the third guy in the booth yeah. for that one? Yeah, it was Sims and uh, and Nance. Why? Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. You know what? Uh, they did that with a Denver game, too. I know. I was just going to say. And then Shannon Sharp's in there like all the, in all Mile the, High. All the Jags fans had to be outraged. I know. Those seven people were probably livid. How dare you? Boy, oh, boy. That's, listen, you know what? What did we make of that game that uh, that Peyton Manning did not smoke this team? What was your takeaway? Because I, in fact, I wrote a little something about it in front of it. On one hand, I thought, listen, there's got to be some baseline, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, of dignity. Where, you where you know, enough is enough. We cannot lose 50-2. to two. We got to show up, fellas. We cannot get humiliated here. But that was offset by Peyton Manning, who you know has an eye towards history. He's not mm-hmm. just he's not just a guy who I think he buys that whole thing about like, hey, this is an NFL team we're playing and they have legitimate players and everything. I think he believes that, but I think he also in in his head thinks I, I I'm torching everybody. You think I'm not going to torch the Jaguars and pad mm-hmm. my stats and throw six touchdowns and and all that. I was surprised that the, that that game was close at all. In fact, Gus Bradley made a mistake going for two when he could have gotten oh, it to a one score game. That. that was a really a screwed up decision. I think that we should do not a that it special, made a difference. But. I understand, but I think we should do a special segment on the two point conversion because coaches blow this. All we the, should do I a would, whole thing on time management, on clock management. Yes. These guys are the worst. So they're so terrible with the two point conversion because I could lay out the scenarios of how how this is a bad idea. I won't go into that, but a couple of things. I did. Well, let me just say it because I tweeted that very thing. I said, Gus Bradley blew it there. This should be a one-score game right now. And then people started tweeting at me, but it would have tied it. But but another touchdown, if they make that two-point conversion, then another touchdown ties the game. Yeah, but if they miss it, it's a two-point, it's a two-score game. The Jaguars do not want to be in a, a do be two scores down to the Broncos. That's the, that's the imperative there. And yes, they screwed it up and so did, uh, Gus Bradley of the uh, of the Jags. I appreciate the bravado that they were going to. You know what? We're pulling no punches type of thing, and like we're you know we're faking punts. Yeah, we're that's all, cool. We're Fake going for on fourth yeah. down. Don't start doing crazy two point conversions, even when you think that you have the Broncos on the heels on their heels. You certainly don't. But it was. But going back to your original point, it's like something uh, my friend the Reverend told me. He said, you know, you might beat a team by 28 points but when you're expected to beat a team by 28 points pride will eventually kick in and if i'm a broncos fan and this is the god's honest truth if i'm a broncos fan i'm very encouraged by this i would be if i'm a peyton manning guy and i want Peyton, i would be so excited about this that this is a good this is a good thing for peyton manning because Because why well let me tell you because peyton manning his whole career is these games is putting up meaningless stats in these kind of games. This is this is when you want Peyton Manning. This is when Peyton Manning, through the previous 20 years of his career, was at his best. When there is a meaningless October game in great weather or inside a dome, nobody is better than Peyton Manning. It's the, you know what, it's the hmm. fall and it's the winter and it's, you know, the playoffs is when he's not very good, when he's an average quarterback. But the fact that he was actually <laughs> because he was mediocre. The fact that he was looking ahead to an opponent, maybe he's starting to get it. Maybe mm-hmm. he sees that there's something better 
than torching the Jaguars in so October. Fascinating theory you've laid no? out for us all to consider, Rank. I don't know. I, I don't good. know what to make of the big game on Sunday. And uh, it's Sunday night's game, right? Yeah, it's the Sunday night game. He pays a visit to Indianapolis with Andrew Luck and company. I can't tell. I was thinking about that very thing, watching Sunday night football wrap up as they were promoting that game. I was thinking, is this going to be? Is this pre- pressure packed enough? Is he going to be in the crosshairs enough that he's going to choke in this game? Or is this the kind of game where he shows up and, and puts it on the, the Colts? History says when the pressure is big on Peyton, he Not doesn't so come through. Well, that's a great point. But this is a big one. Then Obviously, everyone in the world is going to be looking at this game. This is a chip on your shoulder type of game. I agree. I think Does, it comes through big time. What are you talking about? Chip what, on in, his shoulder. what in his I, history shows that he comes through when the well, when the chip's on the this is This is actually, a difference when the chips are down as the chip on your you shoulder. You know what? Black time might actually make me go against my point, is that when we all expected Peyton Manning to beat a team by 28, i.e. win a playoff game, he came up small. The, 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 maybe the margin of victory was expected to be so big that, he again, he felt too much pressure in a regular season October game. So maybe it's a bad thing for Broncos fans showing that, well, typical Peyton, the pressure's on. Interesting, yeah. The pressure's on. Like, you're expected to beat a team by 40 points. And you can't do it. It just shows, like, yeah, I don't, I don't have what it takes. I mean, I can't imagine. Hmm. I've practically forget the storyline and the return home and all that. I can't imagine that the Colts have enough defense, certainly in their secondary, to keep up with the weapons. They've been playing that the well, Broncos though. have. I know they have. I'm just saying that it's. A, but it, I, you know, you would think that there are going to be mismatches all over the place, so they can't help but do it. But. Paul Pelesny picked one off and ran it back on Sunday. So who, who's to say one of the Colts ain't going to do that? Anywho, all right, Black Tie. Oh, before you get into it, we're going to do a blacklist here in just a second. The return of the blacklist, one of our favorites. This is, uh, you before know, Black Tie. Before James just... sp- stole it, yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, others too. I've been seeing a lot. Oh, is it all references to James Spader's new show? I suppose, yeah. Welcome to my world, Black Tie. This is, there's so many things that just randomly show up. We had no idea that that existed, Dave. Who's this Dame Shack? We had no idea that we were doing something that he's done before. Sorry, who are you? No, yeah. Anyway, listen. That's true. The point is. But I wanted to point out that the Colts have given up the fi- Oh, they haven't played. By the time we're taping this, never mind. Well, you know, I want to talk. There are so many different directions because, like I say, I thought there were some things clarified for us by the week six action here. And I want to talk about some NFC North stuff. I say the Bears, I fear that they might plummet. But then the Packers also have some key uh, absences on their team coming up over the next couple weeks here. All right, before we jump into it, though, before one thing do. I want to mention. And if, oh, I also have the uh, the new shame or slash check report should be up. By Tuesday night, and if you're if it's past Tuesday night, then you can assume it's already up there. But be on the lookout for that one, um, and we'll get into all of it. The Texans fans and uh, the the crummy QB play across the land, Brandon Whedon, and so on. We'll get to all that stuff. But real quick, at NFL.com, if you go to the fantasy section, you'll see the uh, the weekly pick'em game. And who is Dave Damashek or Dameshek Black Tie? He's the one who just taught you all how to do it. What did I tell you the other day, Black Tie? I told you you were in the lead early in the season. So what? That's fluke. That's what I call that, fluke. However, Damashek, not unlike the people fighting against the, uh, what are their names in the Matrix rank? Who are the guys in the glasses? What do they call them? The agents. Sentinels. Sentinels. The agents and the Sentinels, the agents, all the bad right. guys. 
They're the one, the good guys fighting them. Neo and all his friends. These people, they upload. They're like, hey, I need to learn how to how to fly a, a helicopter. Booty boop 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 boop. All right, now I'm ready to go. I listen. I can throw. I can throw. Uh, 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 I can throw darts at team names in week one and try and figure out who's going to win. I, that's that's nothing. Now though, I'm learning. You see, I'm being uploaded with the information week in and week out. By the end of the and by the by the month of December, I'll likely not miss a single game. In the meantime, I only missed two black tie this week. I picked. What did I say to you? I said. I mean, I had and, and I wasn't just. I didn't just get them right. I came within a whisker of getting them right on the nose, a couple of those scores. I really did banner work there. You can check that out at NFL.com slash check if you don't believe me. But uh, among those, I predicted and caught no small amount of heat from Saints fans for saying that I thought Tom Brady and company were going to beat them. And people said, have you seen the Patriots? Those aren't the Patriots anymore, and our team is the best. And then, of course, Tom Brady did what he did. And, by the way, in doing so, showed all the people a week ago or a few days ago, Rank, you were out. We brought our pal Elliot Harrison and our other pal from around the league, Chris Wessling, in here to debate. They're pro-Romo. You know, me, I'm anti-Romo. We debated. We had a fine debate about this. And that spurred on Sunday evening after Brady threw that interception at the end of the game before, you know, through the through the uh, bomb to Julian Edelman that got picked off. All of a sudden, all the snarky people started weighing in on Twitter like, well, I guess I should make a joke about Tom Brady being a choker, right? He's a choke artist. And everybody started weighing in prematurely. And that is a reminder, everybody. Tom Brady, whose team is not very talented, is five and one. You understand? See, mm-hmm. that's the difference. When the game is on the line, that does, none of that's that what Tom Brady does. You oh, see. you see, you cannot measure a quarterback by wins and losses, Super Bowl wins or losses, or how they perform in the playoffs. No, it's about their QBR. Yes. And, the, and what their quarterback rating is in the second half, apparently. And if Whatever. you don't know that, then you don't know football rank. Listen, if you don't know what his passer rating is in the fourth quarter when trailing by seven, then you don't have the whole story. I know. Yeah, I, I only know that over Why? eight years he's gone eight and eight pretty much every year. And the Why? one year he went 13 and three, he, he lost at home to Eli, Why? who's not his equal. Yes. Why are you always trailing in these games? Mm-hmm. Why are these fourth quarter rallies necessary? Because he has no help, right? Oh, okay. Tony Romo has no help. Why don't you see that? Des He's got Bryant, no one on his team. Des Bryant would not have a career if it were not for Tony Romo. Jason Witten? No. That guy? Good. You think that guy's good? Just because he's getting a gold jacket in a few years down the road does not make him good. Tony Romo gave him that gold jacket. All right, listen. I don't want to get into that, but I do want to say this. I often have bashed Bill Belichick on this podcast. Yes, you have. Because I say, how can you call him a defensive guru if his defenses are perennially bad? Well, yep. as Brian Hartline of the Dolphins reminded us just last week, that defense is rounding into shape. It's interesting. Just as the Patriots' offense starts to come back down to earth this season, now rises up that defense. But – you got to give Belichick credit because in Atlanta, with a, in what was essentially a must-win for those Falcons, they went crazy with that bizarre gunner coverage on Tony Gonzalez when yep. they put two defenders right on the line, basically holding them up so he couldn't even uh, he couldn't get any kind of a release off the line. Then they just erased the guy who a week ago I'd been saying, "I'll tell you who should be the MVP of the NFL so far." 
is Jimmy Graham. Right. He goes zero for zero for zero. NFL players knew what they were doing when they kept him off the top 100. They shut him out. What a job that was. What a thing that is. That goes into the annals. Yes, Tom Brady's legacy uh, you know, it looks uh, it is uh, you know it, it, it look, is burnished by that last whatever it was ninety seconds. But how about Belichick just completely erased Jimmy Graham from the thing, and that should be disconcerting. I wonder now if other teams in the copycat league will they did he give them some template or was it just a keep to leave? Just is now the is one of the top two or three shutdown corners. Remember, he was a first-round draft pick. He's, just had a, is, he's had off-the-field jazz mm-hmm. over the years down in Tampa, but it looks like, I mean, you know, and he was a nice addition at the end of last season, but nice now addition. he just shuts down everybody. That guy, if he didn't get hurt in the AFC Championship game, the, the Patriots win that. You think so? Oh, huh? absolutely. Um, but and, a phenomenal but, win, that's for sure. How just, is it? How has it taken this long, though, for somebody to finally say, okay, we have a shutdown corner. The Saints have a ses- essentially a point. one guy to, to stop. Why not put him on? Like, what why? a terrific idea. Yeah, that's Not a real. lot of teams can do it, though, because the Saints have a bye coming up after that. They play the Bills, who right now are banged up in the secondary. Stephen Gilmore, I guess, is the best But they corner. put their number one. That's what Rank yeah. is saying. It's not like they used their nickel on, on the, on the saying, tight look, end. I'm they looking, put their number one guy I'm on. looking at the number one, so the teams the Saints have coming up. Week eight against the Bills. Stephen Gilmore, if he's healthy. Week 90 at the Jets, Cromartie, maybe. We'll I, don't, see. I don't know. I don't know if you can bump it That's a nice with... matchup. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's they a, have the Cowboys. Long. Yeah. Brandon Carr was decent last night. Well, listen, the point is he's that that enough, is though. something we've talked about is that it's an ongoing mismatch because a linebacker or a safety is never going to be able to handle Jimmy Graham, but a, a top tier guy. And by the way, the Saints, when you watch them play, it's what we've said this now for a couple of weeks. Do they ever throw to wide receivers? Do they have anybody who's capable, including Marcus Colston? I know he's a, he has been good, but he's a little older. They have nothing. It's all Sproles and pounding it with Pierre Thomas and going to Jimmy Graham. That is a weird offense, as productive as it is, that they very rarely use the tight. You talk about uh, uh, unorthodox approach. They their tight ends. I mean, I'm sorry, their wide receivers. Colston. I you know I'll, I'll give him a break because he's been, had some good years, but like you know Meacham and Stills and Stills Toons. is good. Stills, I know he is, but they, they but they're not, they're not consistently they productive. Every other wide receiver essentially is a deep threat. So Meacham, Stills, that's why even Devin Devry Henderson when he was playing, they're deep threats. Colston is a catch and traffic guy. If you need a guy to go through in a tight spot, you go to him. Jimmy Graham is essentially your number one receiver where he gets most of the balls. And then you have Sproles coming out the backfield who is just like a dump off, catch and run guy. So it's a formula that works. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. All right, Black Tie. Let's get – oh, I also want to do some follow the tweeter here. Let's. I also want to get into a little bit you of that. You know what? Let's, before you do the blacklist, tease us with a little follow the tweeter. The big question of the week, along with what gives with Houston Texans fans, is – Who's better in the AFC West, nay, the entire AFC, nay, perhaps even the entire NFL? Is it those Denver Broncos at 6-0, and or is it the KC Chiefs? How do we do it? We do it with science, black tie, follow the tweeter. Who has more Twitter followers, the Denver Broncos or the Kansas City Chiefs? Is that a good question to start with? Let's go with that. I mean, you just took it right from my playbook, but I was done with my meal, ready to get that going, good. and then uh, you just you just got it started. So let's do that. I'm glad Chiefs you got some food on your, on your belly. At KC there. Chiefs or at Denver Broncos, who has more Twitter followers? Rank, I'll start with you. Who yeah, do you me, think Let has? me look this up. 
No, cheater. Just do it. Do Are it from your gut. Guess? Do it from your gut. Have you never played Follow the Tweeter on this show? played it last week. Oh, you did? You can't look it up. What's the point if you're yeah. just going to look at it? What do you mean look it up? You've never played Follow the Tweeter on this program. Give your reasons, and uh, you lay it out. I don't think I've done this before. So we figure out who has the most Twitter followers. <laughs> don't be a creep. You've played. I don't know why you don't Have know we? the rules. Okay. Yes, we've played this. Um, I think Kansas City has a more... Uh, passionate fan base just over the broncos based on fan free agency i heard from the chiefs fans a lot mm -hmm. not even a word from the broncos fans this and is one of those things it's a funny thing it, there are probably about 11 teams that get credit for being the best fan base in all the nfl like if if the broadcasters are there then that's the best place in the <laughs> in the in the country to watch a pro football game they they'll they'll declare that if they're in kansas city in seattle in Green Bay, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Pittsburgh gets a little of that kind of talk. Mm -hmm. Most knowledgeable fans. What rubbish, too, by the way. Did you, you watch those St. Louis Cardinals in baseball now? Those are people, they're the best. Oh, they're the oh, best fans. Oh, come yeah. on. Cut it out. With the, they're the best. I'm trying to think of who else fits that category, though. Cowboys are considered to have no. certainly among the most intense fans. No. Oh, but that's Nobody. one of the arguments for Romo all the time. He's under so much pressure because he plays in Dallas. Everybody hates him because he plays in Dallas. Anyway, there are many teams that are the best, uh, have the best fan bases around. And let me tell you something. You know why my answer is the Broncos? Because of their recent kerfuffle with those Jacksonville Jaguars. They tweeted, we have scored, you know, the Broncos in week five scored more points than in one game than the Jags have all season. The Jags tweeted back, of course, stay classy, Denver. Denver mm -hmm. tweeted back, just the facts or whatever, just the stats. I think that that brought some recent heat their way, and I think that that means that the Denver Broncos, who have been more consistently a winning team over over the Twitter era, mm -hmm. that is what will boost them into the top spot. Black tie, lay it on us. All right, guys, solid points. But first of all, you got you to you have to look back to the fact that the Broncos in recent years they had the whole Tim Tebow situation going on. That oh, yeah, was right. as big a story as That's in a sports world. I so a lot of, of people are going to latch onto the Broncos even if they're not That, too, was also a part of my thinking. But the oh, Chiefs, yeah. they have really loud fans. If you listen to NFL ATL podcast, they always talk about the Chiefs and how loud they are and always getting on them. But uh, overall, the Broncos, like I said, with Tebow and with Manning now, that success, they are at 360,000 followers, while the Chiefs are only at a meager two, 270. Oh, yeah. Slam dunk. Slam yep. dunk. Good Slam for that. Dunk. All right. Now let's – okay, with that out of the way, let's get into the rest of the big items of the weekend with The Blacklist. The Blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The Blacklist. Damn it, check and work if they're coming. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. All right, guys. We're going to kick this one off again with dealing with fans. Fans made headlines this week, guys. So my question to you – not in a good way, though. No, indeed. Way. So my question to you guys is, whose fans are lamer? <laughs> the Texans fans for booing Matt Schaub when he got hurt, seriously injured. That was not cool. The Chiefs fans for being a part of this whole breaking the Guinness Book of World Records noise, whatever, mm -hmm. that whole deal. And last, the last group of fans were – The Patriots? The Pats. There we go. Last the Patriots fans. fans who made, Patriots. like, the Miami Heat fans and, and left. left early and, and missed this uh, dramatic ending. I'll start with you, Rank. You can uh, you can kick this one off. But let me just say well, the one thing I will say about the Chiefs fans with this with this noise hokum is 
as an overarching point. When did it's sort of like the elite thing for quarterbacks? The Guinness Book of World Records. What what is the significance of getting in there at this point? Who cares? Is the Guinness Book of World Records? Who has? Does anybody have a Guinness Book of World Records sitting on their shelf that's newer than 1992? I mean, they're those, they oh wow, it's a Guinness Book of World. Oh wow, we really have done something. Except that it's a book that has no relevance in 2013. Who cares anymore? Because we have the internet on our phones. The whole reason that book existed was to settle bar bets. That's so right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why Guinness sponsors it. And then now, I remember I was at a bar like not too long ago, and somebody was saying, you know, somebody had a question about was arguing with me arguing with me about something that I knew I was correct on, and it's so fun just to pull it up on your phone and go, "Nope." Slide the phone across the table and be like, "No, seriously, that's you're absolutely that's wrong. A, you're right. It's been trumped now. Yeah. It's can't. sort of like, do you know, have, are, are you familiar? Is that a national thing? Uber? Is everybody familiar with this Uber business now? Taxi cabs ruled the, you know, they, they, they forever. When you needed a ride somewhere, taxi cab, unless you're mm. rich and you call up a limo or something. Right. So you get a taxi cab. Now there's this Uber jazz. You go on your phone, your smartphone, mm-hmm. boop, 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 Uber, and you just push a button. And they say, like, hey, your Uber car's on the way. Shows up. It's a black town car or yeah. an SUV, if you please. And you just ride around. Costs about the same as what a taxi cab does. I don't know if it's all over everywhere, but taxi. I know taxi cabs don't like it in Good. L.A. and New York and Chicago, places like that. They don't I'm like happy. it. I'm happy they don't like it. Cause you it's gotta- raising the bar. It's it's saying this is a better way. This is th- Why would I possibly call a cab and wait and get in some stinky cab when I can jump into, into uh, the last? of luxury the back seat of a of a handsome town car it's like all the people when you fly into las vegas and you see them waiting hours for these taxi cabs where there's a shuttle right there you know and you just show up and boom i know all the, like I'm, oh I'm hey a, should i use my smartphone to figure out if i'm right or you're right no 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 wait i have a uh, i have a guinness book of world records i just bought it let me go out to my trunk and see if, if you can give me a hand with it because it's pretty big i don't i can't get see? Uh, get it out of the trunk absolutely same and that's, thing and that's uh so that's my right, answer answer the question that was my answer <laughs> I I'm gonna rule out the the Chiefs <laughs> okay. fans and the Seahawks fans. This loud thing it's it's a cute bit of hooey and applesauce. Who cares? It's not a, it's not a relevant issue as far as I'm concerned. Okay, every uh, anybody who knows me knows how I feel about the fans and the, particularly the sports teams of Boston. I'm gonna give them a pass on this one because the Red Sox that's exactly we're right. playing in a pretty uh, pretty important ball game. So, you know what? It didn't look like you were going to win. It's hard to get out of Foxborough Stadium. Completely agree. If you don't know how Foxborough, I believe, takes, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like a 40-minute drive. So if you wanted to see the Red Sox game playing the Tigers in Game 2 on Sunday night, you probably had to hightail it out of there. If it was a close game, you probably stick around. It did seem like the game was over. I'm with you. like that. I would hang in. Under normal, so I think Patriots fans probably wouldn't have walked out of the stadium, but they figured, ah, oh, this one's done. Let's at least go see the Sox. Exactly. However, I will say that had I been in a circumstance like that, like if, for instance, I'm at Soldier Field watching my Bears ah. and the Angel and an Angels playoff game was was uh, going to be started soon, right? I would have figured out a way to have some way to watch the game in the parking lot. And been like, hey, let's just drink beers in the parking lot and watch mm, the game. I like that. When the crowd thins out, then we'll take off or we'll call Uber or whatever we're doing. 
So I would have done that, but I will still give the Red Sox fans the pass, and I will say that the Texans fans have gone completely mental. I don't. The, the thing that surprises me so much about I'm to be honest, I'm surprised as many Texans fans care because you think <laughs> you think of Texas, you, you think of football in Texas. You like okay, if this was a high school game, I could see people getting this upset. They're trashing Matt Schaub's house. They're you know booing him when he gets hurt. Like I'm surprised they care this much because that just doesn't that never struck me as a fan base. You're like oh those Texans fans, they're hardcore. I think they must have a weird chip on their shoulder because the Oilers were bad and they played in that crummy old Astrodome, which was at one point the eighth wonder of the world, but right. became so apparent. Everything you read about what it was, there were you know the infestation of bugs and rodents and whatever and how disgusting it was the locker rooms and everything who would want to be in a joint like that aside from angels fans of course because they like to eat the, the uh, <laughs> rodent food right isn't that wasn't the big story that the... i've never seen a rat in angel stadium <laughs> anyway right. i don't mean to distract from the point yes they had, so their oilers left and then they get a team back and it's a football country down there in texas and so they like all that but anywho all that being said shame the devil you houston texans fans you cheered your own guy getting hurt that's the worst of the worst move over eagles and philly fans in general you are hereby as someone who, you know, they always say there's no accounting for taste. I am the taste accountant, and I am here to tell you, you are officially off the hook. The Texans fans are the worst. That's awful stuff. I don't care what the circumstances. Cheering the injury of your own player is just woeful. And, boy, I you know, I feel like here's a cool move I'm going to suggest for the Texans players to pull at their next home game, which doesn't happen until early November. Next time, to show their, their disappointment in the effort of their fans, not unlike what the fans typically do to the players they root for, mm-hmm. I think the Houston Texans should come out of the locker room with brown paper bags on their heads. <laughs> I don't like you, fans. How about that? We don't like your behavior. That's we don't nice. like the way you're performing this year. I liked it. That's a good. I think that's a good idea. Yes, Texans are the that 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 was uh, that's uh, and and you know in our society now where everybody has to apologize for everything is same thing as Romo apologist. So Tony Romo, he has well, but I'm going to make excuses for him and everything else. These people are rising up. Well, it wasn't everybody. Well, it was significant enough that I could yeah. hear it on my TV set. I could I could hear Pretty the bad. cheers. It was bad. There's no apologizing. It wasn't it wasn't eleven people. It was a lot of people cheering for poor Matt Schaub laying on the ground as bad as he was. And by the way, jokes on you. Your uh, alternatives are uh, Case Keenum and and TJ Yates. Oh, Good Case luck. Keenum starting. Good luck. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think I would start. But reminder, I saw on Sunday on Twitter a lot of social media. Picking up the storm. Oh, Vi- what, what about Vince Young? Why not bring in the old UT hero? He won us a national championship. Vince Young. Who said that two weeks ago, Black Tie? Your old pal Dave Damashek. That's who. Didn't he? All right, next Vince question. Vince Young did tweet out on Sunday saying, hey, if anyone needs a quarterback. When Shaw went down, by the way. If anyone needs a quarterback, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, so we'll I've been saying it. He's over, he, Say whatever you want, but uh, I'll tell you, the opposite of Tony Romo. Vince Young in the NFL as a starter, winner. That's it. Go. Next one. Next question, guys. Who's the better one-win team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Shaq Steelers, who finally got up to Schneid yesterday Ugh. against the Jets? Ugh. Ugly game, but they won the, They won all the same. The Falcons who are on the bye but are 1-4, and, 
and the uh, Washington Redskins, who I picked to beat the Cowboys, and that did not pan out for my weekly pick them. I yeah. thought that was a bold pick, though, and I, I, you know, it certainly could have gone that way. Um, I'll go with out of that trio of teams. I know you'll call me a homer no matter what, but and I, you know, I have the Falcons in preseason. I said they'll go to the Super Bowl, but I just think their defense is destroyed now. They they don't they they've lost the only few pieces that they went out and well, not every piece, but I mean they lost a lot of significant players there. Now I'll stick with it. Well, you know what? They don't have Julio Jones either. Yeah, it's got to be the Steelers then. Going forward in that bum division, who's the best or who has the best chance of winning their division? I'll go with the Steelers. The Steelers, if they beat the Ravens in Pittsburgh, have a realistic shot. They're going to need to run the table within the division. they got to play catch-up, including a big game whenever that, I think it's early December, when they play the Bengals in Pittsburgh, but they have that's the first order of business. They've got to they've got to run the table. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I think it's by virtue of the how crummy the rest of the AFC North is. But I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward out of that trio. Rank, how say you? I'd say it's the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I I don't think the Steelers are that good. I didn't, I don't think they're that good either. I don't to think. Be they're... honest, I didn't watch much of the um, I didn't watch much of the game they had against the Jets because, quite frankly, it was boring. And uh, there's eight what do you games. mean? It was nineteen to six. There's eight, there's eight games going on. That's the one that when uh, Akbar and I get together and we watch the games in the uh, green room, that's the one we never stopped on. That's the one we we kept flipping past. Like didn't even. I think when there was a, a touchdown, I don't even. It was Emmanuel Sanders scored the touchdown. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Who was that? Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. Fine. Then I never need to pay attention to that game again. And there's just. It seemed like the Jets were the perfect opponent for them because, you know, they're as slow as the Steelers are. So you're looking at two well, teams. Well, but pre- the Steelers do. The thing with, I mean, the, 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 the thing the Jets do have is a legitimately good defense, it would seem. And Roethlisberger, once again, I know, again, oh, Dave, you're a homer, but uh, but Roethlisberger looked good again. He really, uh, he was really spinning it once again on Sunday, much to the delight of Bill Cower and to the uh, dismay of the home crowd and to the people, the Jets fans watching on TV, that listening is, to Bill Cowher calling. How crazy. That really is a weird move on CBS's part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it, I, I just don't understand what the – the Jets have a pretty decent following, no? I mean, wouldn't you think that they – They play in New York City. Yes, of course yeah. they have a big following. Um, Do they it, really? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'd never I think – I think they're the little brother to, to the Giants, of course, just like the Mets are to the to the Yanks. But, yeah, I think they probably have one of – I think if you took a hand vote of I, – I, I'd love to do that. Can't they include that on the next census? I think that should be a question <laughs> on the – They should do that because we always see every year – it's always determined by jersey sales and stuff like that. Those things aren't exactly – you know, yeah. aren't really hitting the, hitting the bullseye with determining these things. It should yeah. just be let's let's you weigh in. You have to list one team, and that's it. No, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Then we'd know once and for all. I'd be interested to find out because when I was growing up, I never knew anybody who was a Giants fan. That's a good point. I like, didn't that's someone, like who like I I didn't realize the Giants had fans. I figured it was kind of the equivalent of how college football is non-existent in New York City. 
Like if you, you think about that's how amazing. that's a think, great point. I wonder why I that was true. I just don't think of, they were just bad. I guess is why it must have been. People don't like bad teams. They were never on TV. Never even on though, TV. Even though it's funny now that you say this because Ron Jaworski's Eagles and Harold Carmichael and Walter uh, Walter Abercrombie, Wilbur <laughs> Montgomery, and those guys they were pretty good. And right. I, I mean, I remember it seemed like they and the Cowboys were on TV every other week yeah. against one another. And the Redskins started Redskins? to rise Seismic? by about 80. What? 82, yeah. Right. You know, they started some... to get better. But, yeah, the Giants were bad until, you know, like Parcells year three or thereabouts. Like, like mid, mid-80s. Yeah, like 84-ish, 85-ish. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know anybody. Who's got to be the least, at this point, I guess, who's the least popular team? It's probably those Florida teams, right? Based on attendance. Yeah, yeah, probably based on that. Um, all right, Black Tie. What is that? Was that an answer? Was that a? a did we answer whatever question you asked us? Oh yeah, who's the best one in four, one in three, one in four, one in five team? Yeah, I say Pittsburgh ranks as uh, skins. How say you, Black Tie? I would go with the Falcons because I do think they were they were one in four, but they had a lot of chances to be two and two and three, or even three and two. But now with Julio Jones being down, I think they're just gonna just gonna trail off. I would have to. Well, go so you just said the Falcons are your pick, but they're going to trail off. Well, I would go with the Falcons, huh. except for the Julio Jones injury. But based on how they've played, I would, I would definitely think they're the best one to on this one point. One you're right, team. exactly. Yeah, they are a hard luck with, team. All that said, though, I'm still holding on the Redskins a little bit. Remember last year there were three and six. Shanahan made that comment of like you hmm. know reassessing, reevaluating for next year. Everyone, oh yeah, everyone thought they were about the tank, and they came on strong. I just think that. LG three looked more mobile last year, last last night on Sunday. Even though his accuracy was, was yeah, it was bad. It was I'll tell you the other thing shocking. is, you know what? What the other overarching point you can make as far as that goes? I had forgotten even about three and six. I think if you just stand pat, if you make preseason picks and don't look back at them and ignore what you decided, you're. I, I think you'll if you're all over the place changing them. All of a sudden now, I had the Rams in the playoffs. Now they're three and three. They're right there. There are a couple teams ahead of the the 49ers are four and two, I believe. And the Packers are now three and two, and the Bears are four and two. Those are those are gonna be tough things to overcome. But they're in the mix. And by the way, so are the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Cardinals those are three and those three. Those three and three teams. And the I, Panthers I, you know, are two and three. I'll tell you yeah, and that defense is good. And I'll the tell you another thing. That I say the Packers have some problems because Randall Cobb's on the shelf for at least a couple or a few weeks. Clay Matthews is on for uh, on the shelf for another three weeks. That's bad for them. Um, the other team is oh the Niners. That's what I was going to say. I think that Niners team they look good against the Cardinals. I think they have they have, there's a chance that they're going to sort start to play worse and worse. I know that they're going to get worse. They're looking better and better, I realize. But now Alden Smith they may not be back at all this season. There's questions about that secondary. If they don't get a, a, if they don't steadily get a pass rush, that secondary can be had. We know that much. And they're getting a little dinged up on the on the O-line and Kaepernick is I, I it does seem to me Kaepernick gets more passes knocked down, not just at the line, but downfield. There's something to the association between the fact that he throws everything on a rope, and so he doesn't throw the ball. Basically, he doesn't uh, he doesn't drop the ball in over the first line of defense in there. He doesn't drop it in the breadbasket, as it were. Everything is a bullet, and I think defenders are are getting fairly accustomed to knowing to, to – um, if you get he in front no, of your man, he has he's not no th- trajectory on his, on his right. passes. And you know me, I'm a big fan of a sexy deep ball, complete opposite of what Russell Wilson does. It's where it's, it has that loft and that angle to it. 
Kaepernick throws a fastball, not a deep, not a sexy. That's deep. all he throws. throws a fastball. Yeah. Same yeah. as me. That's all I throw are fastballs. That's the reason I can't play in the NFL is because I don't throw the touch pass. It's all 100 miles an hour. All right, all right. next question. Go. Last question. You, you, we're talking about the Bears and just straight up, who's going to win the NFC North? You have the Lions at 4-2 in the lead. Tiebreaker over the Packers, who also had four and two, if I'm correct. Or three, and three and two, the two. Packers. The Bears are. at four and two as well. So who's going to win the uh, NFC? Rank, I'll say you. It's going to be the Bears. Are we just going to do that because of your allegiance? Of course. Oh, okay. Okay, am I not afforded to do I've gone so long I, know, I did say the Steelers. I did say the Steelers, but I tried to bring some reason to it. I think that defense could be in a little bit of trouble. I do. I do feel the defense is in probably a lot of trouble. But I'm really excited about this offense. I like the offense quite a bit. Jay I, Cutler is playing. And you know he's running around more and more than I've ever seen him run around. He was tucking the ball quite a bit against those Giants and scrambling for touchdowns. We saw him run over a Steeler defensive back earlier in the year. Stuck him, yeah. Yeah, I uh, listen, I think that the Packers, if they if everybody's healthy, they're the best team. But now 3-2. and two, who do they? They've got a. They've got a interesting. Oh, they play the Browns. That's who they play this week. Um, That's an interesting matchup for them if James Jones can't come back because you take Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's going to be locked into Jordy Nelson. Right. Who's who's uh, who's Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing at? Yeah, good question. That kid he kept throwing at the other day, the uh, the rookie. What's his name? But I can't even think. I'll look it up. But I can't think of who it was. No, he was he was annoying me because he stalled so many of their drives. Because it's probably not all his fault because the chemistry is not completely Are you there. Talking about Boykin? Yeah, I'm sorry, Boykin. I'm Jared gonna... Boykin, and it's it's one of those things where the chemistry is not there and they haven't worked together enough, so they're kind of like missing on things. But he dropped a number of balls too, and you're like, this guy. And I'm mainly doing it because I had started Jordy Nelson on my fantasy team, but. I was so upset, like so many drives stalled because that guy couldn't catch the couldn't catch the football, and so now you're going to basically be playing. He's got to step up in this next game. Um, yeah, that's a well. That's a the next that, couple of games. That's a great point on Joe Hayden being able to probably erase Jordy Nelson. Yeah, so how what's going to make that offense go? But now suddenly they have a running game. I know. I said two weeks ago. I think it's the Bears. Now I'm starting to swing back to the Packers. They win it every year. <sighs> I don't know. I You know what? TBD, because I think the Vikings are going to play better once they get uh, Josh Freeman in there. Which has to be this week. Yeah, there's no point to, to, to roll with Matt Castle. Even now. if you have five plays, just go out there and run it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll stick with the Packers in that division. That's going to be my answer. Black tie? I would go with the Packers, too, but just like with the Falcons, that, in, that now they don't have Randall Cobb. I don't know. A-Rod has not looked as – remember a couple of years ago when he won the MVP and – the year before he won the Super Bowl, he showed an, a level of excellence which he doesn't—he just doesn't reach as consistently as before. And I'm a little bit cold on them now, especially with Cobb being out. So I got to go with the—I'll go with the Lions because Furrier now being a tight end who can catch balls, they never really had that with Pettigrew always jumping passes, Reggie Bush out that backfield. So yeah, take Calvin Johnson out the game if you want to. But we have other weapons that we can throw. I know at. players are ultimately more important than uh, than the coaches. But I'll tell you, if it comes down to McCarthy versus Schwartz, give me McCarthy. That's why I'll I'll stick with them over the Lions. Um, all right, Black Tie. So that's it for the blacklist. You're going to do a little more follow the tweeter here. Yeah, I got one more for you guys. Oh. All right, so TNF this Thursday on NFL.com on NFL Network and NFL.com. Damn, check what you're a part of. Do you know the name of the show? 
NFL.com live Thursday night football. There we go. Good job. Is that right? That is right. right. You got it right. Um, I have a question for you guys. We have the uh, Seahawks going up against the Cardinals. So my question is, there are two premier corners, perhaps the two top corners in the game. And maybe this is how we settle who is the best corner in the game. Mm -hmm. Patrick Peterson or Richard Sherman at our Sherman underscore 25 or at real Peterson 21. Who has more followers, guys? Oh, come on. That's not even come a, can't even be a contest, can it? Revis? Uh, what about uh, – so, so you're not involving Revis. Just the TNF guys, guys. Just the TNF. Well, I mean, how Didn't can it not do? be okay, sure? Wait, First I, of all, I don't know if Revis is still a top corner in the it. league. We gotta, We've done this. Oh, so Rank does remember playing we follow have, the tweeter. Yeah, because it was it. Richard Sherman. Yeah. That's right, because There's he was no – way. How could a kid who's a pretty soft-spoken guy and Patrick Peterson have anything close to what Richard Sherman, who played Sherman does playoff all the, games and everything? So you guys are He's both going the, Sherman? Yeah. Positive. I'm positive it's Richard Sherman. Well, I'll have you know this. Patrick, yeah, he is fairly quiet. He's not as media savvy. But as you know, Shaq, I, I spent the whole his whole draft week, the week leading up to the draft. I know. He and I are going to jump into, yeah. not into my sports car, but into one of his sports cars wait, at wait, some wait. point I'm, this year. I'm, I'm the one name dropping here. Hold on. All right, go ahead. I spent well, you whole... and Rank both got the name drop. I thought I might uh, inject my I own. I spent the whole week with Patrick Peterson and his family leading up to the draft, the year he got drafted. And he is... He's very, he's just not as media savvy, but he is a bit talkative and he is a bit restless and whatnot. But with all that being said, Richard Sherman just being he has like a column on uh Peter King's website, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, he's supposed he writes, to be a, a terrific yeah, guy, yeah. He guy went to Stanford. Yeah, bright guy and all that stuff. He just he's just one of those people who's like who's good at a lot of things and is bashful about it. Like he doesn't shy away from saying, Yeah, I'm actually good at what I do. Um, yeah, he has more followers at 100, 190,000, while Peterson is just a little over 100,000. All right, so. Is he the best? Who was the better corner, though? If you had to pick one, you go with Sherman or Peterson. You gotta, who's the better player overall? I would definitely go with Patrick Peterson. Yeah. You I mean, if it, even uh, if we're saying who would I rather have on my team, I'd give me the guy who can return a punt for a touchdown. Wait, do we, do we just miss that Black Tie just spent like five minutes talking about how him and Patrick Peterson are best friends and they spent all this time together? <laughs> I would say and now he's like, friends. oh, oh, yeah. oh, you think he's better than Richard Sherman? Yes, he's way better. I think it's funny that if you're so close, he hasn't been on this podcast once. Well, it's in the works. Let's just put oh, it that okay. way. Didn't but, you yeah. spend a week with him? Yeah. I think I've heard before. You just dial him up and be like, hey, Patrick, you got a couple minutes here? We want to talk to you a little bit here. No? Waiting for the right time. All right. Well, same reason we haven't had John Hamm on this podcast yet. That's a fair point. Hey, well, listen, he's got got faster friends than me. He's got Sporty Simmons who can – who who has, uh, you know, ten times – well, ten times. How about a hundred times our reach? You know, he's, he's media savvy like you like to point out. He knows where his bread's buttered. Speaking of that, though. So he'll go on the Sports Guys podcast and not this one? Well, I haven't asked him to be on this podcast, but yeah. I think if he has to choose, you know, which one he'd rather do, um, I think he would probably say, give me the one that has that a million people listen to. I think only like last check, what how many per episode, like 625,000 people listen to this podcast per show, something like that. So it's paltry compared Wait, to what? what the Sports Guy does. What? Did you just... How many thousand did you say listen to this podcast? I don't even remember what I said. Yes, I, that's the wrong number. Oh. I won't tell you what it is, but it's better than that. Well, Although, I'm glad you'll keep it from me. It's yeah. important that you keep it from it me. It could be better, though, if you subscribe on iTunes and comment and rate and do all that good stuff. There you go, Black Tie. Don't you have any good comments to read or something? 
Uh, we haven't done that in a while. Is that not a thing? Oh, yeah. Get us. Yeah. Drop us a line on iTunes. You're too busy. Comment, rate, all that jazz. Do it. We'll read it next episode. I promise. All right. Good. Do we have anything else we wanted to get to here, Black Tie, or should we just call it a day? I think there's much else to do here, but call it a day. I think that's about it, guys. I feel, you know what I'm going to say? I felt like we came in here. We didn't need any guests. We sat down. We kibitzed three of us. The three of us, the Iron Trio, you know? Not unlike Italy, Japan, and Nazi Germany back in WW2. The three of us from different places, but we came together with one purpose in mind, destroying America. We're the Axis powers of the NFL. <laughs> I got to say, though, just being honest and self-aware, if you're not a black tie fan, I don't know if you like this podcast. There's a lot of black tie in it. I did a lot of talking. That's true. Oh, you know what? That reminds yeah, me. There's thanks. a lot of there's a lot of heat thanks, on that. Thanks for bringing this up because uh, if you guys listened last week or know anything about me or list, follow me on Twitter, I do appearances at JT Schmidt's oh, in yeah. Tustin, California, and it's turned into a weekly thing. And I want to thank all the uh, rank amateurs and the Czech Republic who showed up. And in particular, there was one fan. His name is Kyle. And he was talking, he's a big podcast guy, and he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, he goes, you know what's weird? He's like, I've met, like, three people just randomly. and like, hey, you guys listen to podcasts? And then every time it comes up, like, hey, uh, yo, you listen to Dave Damage Day Football? Like, Black tie sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, everybody <laughs> agrees. They just, they just kind of go on, and he goes, I know it's, and he goes, I know it's kind of a bit, but he's like, I feel it's kind of true. And I said, yes, you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> It started off as a bit, but as I now give it a more critical listen, I'm like, yeah, you're you're probably right. I love black tie, black tie, though. Uh, yes, that's I, I I get those uh, I get those emails. But see, this is what you've set yourself up for, black tie. You understand? It doesn't make a difference if you're you know. It's sort of like the Tony Romo as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Hey, you want to be you want to wear the star on the side of your hat, black tie. You've opened yourself up to this criticism, fair or otherwise. I can handle it, guys. As, as I say, irrelevance is the enemy. So if I'm being talked about on the podcast, I'm doing something right. Or, and, but it's not about me, guys. It's that was a fancier me. way of saying what Reggie uh, Reggie Jackson once said, which was, uh, if they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. Hey, which is they, true. If they ain't hanging, you're not doing something right. But just don't. What you don't have to do is cheer when your own guy is hurt. Shame on you, Houston Texans. Shame! All right, that's enough. Shame on you for that. We'll leave it there. Well, do we have anybody lined up for later in the week here, guest-wise, Black Tie? We're working on a couple of people. Nothing I can announce just yet, but we're putting in work. Anybody we'll... interesting? Yeah. Do you want to know? I just don't want to say it in case well, you don't it's interesting. Get I'd be interested to know. A couple of Steelers, Lamar Woodley, oh. Ryan Clark. Oh. Yeah. All right, terrific. I hope one of those or both work out. Okay, that's it. Maybe nice Steve to see Smith. you, Rank. Maybe Ooh, Steve Smith. Panthers, yes, Panthers. Steve Smith. Ryan well, the Kilo. other one, the other one's not around yeah, he's anymore. Not anymore. He's out of the NFL. That, by the way, they fix those knees up pretty good these days and get the guys back out on the field. Too bad. Steve Smith is still. He proved he was right on the cusp just before. He had, a, he had a fantastic year with the Giants, and then he hurt his knee, and he just was never right. Now he's out of the NFL. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. Speaking of, uh, he was on my fantasy team. One little fantasy tip, and then we'll call it a day. That I have to say. Matt Money Smith is the first guy I remember mentioning this. You know him from Fantasy Live. Mm -hmm. I, maybe, I don't know, Rank. I don't know who else would have brought this up. Maybe you, maybe someone else. 
But I'd I, do it, but it was Money who always had his Susan B. Anthony picks. He Yes, he would have the Susan B. Anthony silver dollar coin of the upset def- defense to pick up. or I don't remember what the Susan B. Anthony connection was now that I'm thinking. Because he's Money? I don't know. Yeah, it was Money. Like flipping a coin? Yeah, but I don't know why it was Susan B. Oh, because it was rare. That's what it was. That's why we did it. Yeah, ah. it was... It was it was a suit because it was a rare coin that you otherwise wouldn't want. You wouldn't need it, you know, in an ongoing way like you would a, a $20 bill. But it was currency for one week for a special occasion kind of thing. So uh, I've been do- playing that game, picking up defenses specifically week to week. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to have whatever, Eric Decker, but he's not on any waiver wire. He's, right. you know, th- th- anybody who has any value is gone at this point in the fantasy football season, except for the defenses. You play the matchup, to, and obviously a good way to do it, just look at whoever the Jaguars are playing and, and get that defense. I had huge point totals doing that in the two previous weeks. This week, I picked up the St. Louis Rams, who were playing Matt Schaub and TJ Yates and the Texans, and look at what they did. They put up a huge number, too. This has won me three straight fantasy games in, yeah. my, in my league of record. It's, it's the way to go. And uh, the one chagrin I have in our NFL.com Experts League is that my preseason sleeper defense was the Chiefs. Picked them up and played them the first two weeks. And by the way, since, you know, and I, I feel like I have free reign here so I can tell these stories. I pick up the Chiefs and everybody's like scoffing because we go to meetings and everybody kind of goes, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to talk about the Chiefs defense because I think they could be a good defense. And I get laughed at in this meeting. Everybody's like, oh, you're a joke. Quit being, be serious, Rank. Like, you get, you're making a mockery of this. I'm like, I am dead serious. This Chiefs defense is legit. They had six pro bowlers last year. Like, now they've got a real coach. It'll be great. So I picked them up, and they are great the first two weeks. So that goes. And then they're playing the Eagles, and I didn't like the matchup. It's Thursday night game. So I released them, and I streamed it, or shuffled in another defense, who was fine. And then and then all of a sudden, the Chiefs smoked the Eagles. And then you picked them up, Dave did, on the uh, waiver wire. So kudos to you well, on that. But it's funny. Like, that's I, what the I tell one... you, I'm like Neo. I, I'm uploading the information, See? and I'm dominating as the season goes on. But, but it's yes. smart. But they've paid off, and I, I have them in a ton of other leagues, and people still write in and say, oh, thanks for recommending that. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish I had them in that league because – Show those guys. But since you have them, I feel it's in the family, so I don't feel too bad. Um, all right, then. Well, a pleasure to see you, Rank. Let us know of your next uh, appearance. Uh, in Thursday, TJ oh, Schmidt's. TJ Schmidt's. Tustin, go see your pal, Rank, Rank Amateurs. Um, Black Tie, you should go with him. Why don't you show up there? That'd be cool if you would do that. I, myself and Rank, we don't get along. Oh. That's not a bit neither. We just don't. <laughs> I have a suspicion that that it is a bit, but I don't know. I think you two do like each other when the cameras aren't on. All right, listen, we'll be back either way. We'll kibitz some more about week seven in full uh, in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.